0: Welcome to Design Talk. This season's theme is designing organizations. We'll be talking with entrepreneurs and product owners about building teams, shaping organizations, working with partners, suppliers, and customers. Hello, I'm Nathan.
1: And I am Aradhika, and we are thrilled to be here at the Huawei Aspiegel offices today. For our podcast this week, we are talking with IFA Brodigan, Marketing Director for Aspiegel Huawei Mobile Services in Europe.
0: So to start, Aoife, could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure, and you're very welcome in the offices today. We're delighted to to have you. hope it's been a good experience so far. Uh, My name is Aoife Brodigan. I'm the Marketing Director for Spiegel and Huawei Mobile Services in Europe. Um, I've been in the tech and mobile industry for about 20 years now, working for small indie startups and also large tech corporations like Facebook and now in Huawei. So yeah, delighted to be here and looking forward to a useful discussion. Great.
1: So Aoife, where does Aspiegel fit within the Huawei group?
2: So Aspiegel is a subsidiary of uh, Huawei Technologies. Our remit is more on the software side. Our mission is to empower businesses and people to live their best digital life. What that means is that we provide the digital services and infrastructure for a lot of our services and support the Huawei mobile services ecosystem in Europe.
0: Could you explain the mobile ecosystem a little bit?
2: Sure. Huawei Mobile Services is a diverse ecosystem made up of a suite of apps and services, um, such as AppGallery, one of the third largest app marketplace in the world globally, and also a suite of entertainment services such as Petal Search and and Petal Maps, um, mainly designed to provide more choice to consumers. And then we also have a suite of APIs and integrations for developers to develop on the marketplace as well.
1: Okay, so that brings me to my next question. How do you test consumer ideas and come up with new features for HMS products and digital experiences?
2: Sure, yeah, I I think like one of our biggest values is customer centricity. And I think that is crucial, particularly when it comes to product design. So what that means is we put the customers at the start and the end of the process. Um, When we're designing and and looking for new features for our products and services, we start by doing a little bit of market research to understand what do customers need, what are the behaviours that are happening in the marketplace. Um, Throughout the pandemic, we saw massive shifts in how consumers were using devices to connect with friends and families, lots more shopping online, um, lots more need for storage on their devices as they were kind of using up uh, videos uh, to send messages to to loved ones, etc. So being able to kind of take some of those trends and then translate it into a suite of product features um, is really important. And then from there, you develop a roadmap of what you're going to to look at in terms of those features, uh, taking feedback in from from customers as you begin the the process. Um, Another crucial aspect is also security and privacy. We're living in a privacy-first world where everybody wants control of their data. They want to know how their data is being used, where it's being stored, um, and then full transparency and control to to take back um, uh, any of their data as they they wish. So what that means is that we include the privacy and security requirements right at the beginning of the the product process. So it's really ingrained uh, throughout the whole kind of product cycle. And then as we bring products to market, uh, we take an approach of like test and iterate. So we might develop a particular feature that we'll test in some markets or we'll test with a, a small user group. And based on that feedback, then we'll decide whether that that feature goes on to get a full bone release as well.
0: That sort of leads to my next question, which is what are some of the considerations in building an ecosystem for the huge audience that Huawei has?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's not an easy job to build um, another mobile ecosystem, uh, particularly when when you have kind of some massive competitors in the space. So the first part of it is kind of considering your audiences. So first and foremost, you have your consumers who are using these apps and services, and and you need to put them at the center of your strategy. But then you also have developers who are looking to connect with those consumers and to leverage your your open capabilities. Then you have content creators, and then you also have business partners who may want to advertise within these, these services. And what I've often found is that working in, in large technology companies, the mistake that can sometimes be made is you take all of these features, all of these benefits and you put it into one pot, you stir it around and you try and be everything to everyone. And that very rarely works. So if you try to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to anyone. So it's really important to have a segmentation strategy. And that's where I think um, a lot of you are kind of coming from the the marketing background, or you may go on to be product managers in, in tech corporations. And it's really vital that this is where you add your value in that segmentation and understanding, here are the different types of users. And then making sure that you're not trying to put everything into into one proposition, that you're creating unique value propositions for each segment and then knowing what to leave out is going to be a crucial part of, of what you do in your, your everyday uh, lives. Sometimes you'll be dealing with product teams who've spent months developing a feature and they want to make sure that that's, that's promoted or you're dealing with sales teams who you know have kind of a hefty targets and they want to promote lots of different kind of uh, features there. Your job as a marketer is to put the customer back in the center and to make sure you're only communicating the key features for that particular audience group and that you're taking feedback then from them and then using that to develop future future services and, and upgrades as well. Very interesting.
1: I'm going to ask you to elaborate a bit more on the digital marketing strategies and uh, with localization needs for Europe.
2: Yeah, so when you're working for a global uh, technology company, whether it's a US company or, or a Chinese company, there are kind of you know opportunities and, and challenges that come with that. Um, so I think the the first uh, thing I would say is that we adopt a global approach, which means we think globally and then we act locally. Um, and where that translates is you know when we develop large scale programs, uh, like for example, we have Apps Up, which is a global program we have for developers. It's got a one million. Um, prize fund and it's a really a global program but instead of having like the same like same program adapted in every region we change it um, and we adapt it for each region so we will have like local judges uh, for example, in EMEA, we will work with local partners to um, to add some of the additional prizes on top of that. So you get this remit where we have like a big initiative that we can all come together on in different regions to promote. But then we have the remit locally to to, uh, to adapt it and make it useful to, to local audiences. I think another aspect when you're kind of thinking about localization, um, people often can think of well, like, well, I'll take the, uh, the HQ kind of strategy and I'll just translate it. And that very rarely works either. So there is a difference between translating and transcreating. And then transcreation is where you take the idea and the concept and you transcreate it. Like that might mean changing the not just the wording, but the meaning or how you bring it to market so that it fits with those those local local cultures and, and you're taking into account those nuances. It's also vital to have Offices within um, those, those local regions and making sure that there's an open line of communication going both ways so that you know HQ departments are, are taking in feedback from from the regions and then equally the regions are, are seeing what works in, in other in other areas and translating and taking those learnings into uh, the region as well.
0: Great, and uh, to follow your point about acting locally, what kind of programs do you put in place to build business partnerships and engage local suppliers and partners?
2: Yeah, so we have we've a number of programs that, that we're operating on the developer side. We have things like HSD, the Huawei student De- developer community, where we work with local universities to, to create communities around the products and services and keep that open line of communication with students that are coming up and, and developing for our platforms as well. Uh, we have Huawei Women Developers Group, so we, we have uh, uh, different kind of diversity strategies for, for helping kind of support uh, lots of different uh, people from different backgrounds kind of coming through and we also have things like the DigiX lab where it's a space for uh, communities and for developers and entrepreneurs to come and and develop their, their next big idea.
1: For our listeners, could you tell us a bit more about the DigiX Lab? Sure.
2: We have about seven DigiX Labs uh, globally, and two of them are based in Europe, one in Dublin and one in Dusseldorf. Um, The idea behind the DigiX Lab is really to provide a safe space for for developers and entrepreneurs to come uh, and to get support for their their next big app idea or their service idea. So within the lab, you have lots of different test devices, like from um, smartwatches, smartphones, laptops, um, and the idea behind this is to make sure that when you're testing your, your app or your service, you want to make sure it works across multiple platforms. Um, I'm sure many of you here today, you don't just have one device, you have many devices and, and you use different devices for, for different aspects. And you also expect that service to have considered those different devices. And so when you migrate from your, your, your phone to your, your laptop, you expect a seamless seamless migration of that service and so what the lab does is enables you to test across the, those multiple devices it's also a space where you can come and you can debug kind of problems like uh, whenever you're setting up a, an app for the first time there will inevitably be challenges or things that don't work and so it's nice to be able to get that support where you can just debug it. Um, we also have a team of expert uh, developers that can actually go in and help you with, with the code if needs be to, uh, to make sure that your app that you're building is safe reliable secure um, and you can test um, a lot of that within the the lab itself
0: great that sounds that sounds really great um i think that's a good note to finish on uh thank you for sharing your thoughts and experiences today we really appreciate it
2: you're very welcome thank you very much thank you
0: thanks thank you for listening to design talk the music used is check them in by emma grace credits and links in the show notes